Hey everyone, welcome to episode 101 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on a lovely Monday. As always, I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. As always, spoil alerts, um, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, for this season five premiere, which is all, which this is also, um, woo, woo. we welcome you. We welcome you to season five. And woo, for episode one hundred and one, I thought I've been wanting to show this movie for a while. To Lee, uh, this is a, a quotable movie by far. <laughs> Um, I guess. Um, uh, Lee just had a brain fart real quick, but um, <laughs> the movie we watched this week, which is my movie, is G.I. Jane. <laughs> that doesn't that fit the motif of me. Classic. Um, let's do a little quick synopsis read of the movie. When crusading chairsman of the military budget committee pressures the would-be Navy secretary to begin full gender integration of the service, he offers the chance for a test case for a female trainee in the U.S. Navy's Elite SEAL CRT select pro- selection program. El- Lieutenant Jordan O'Neill is given the assignment, but no one expects her to succeed in inhumanly punishing regime that has a standard 60% dropout rate for men. However, Neil is determined to prove everyone wrong. Boopity boop boop boop. Women can do it better than the men sometimes. Well, she definitely doesn't do it better than men in the movie, but it's a good movie. I like this movie. Um, it's basically what you saw, you heard what I just read, I mean. Um, Simple. Uh, the main uh, uh, actress in this movie is Demi Moore. Good old um, Demi this Moore. This was during her like whole uh, domination of Hollywood, and they were really pushing her for a few years there. Uh, She'd been around since like the eighties, but yeah, yeah. But this is when they really started pushing her into like really big movies like this, like big like blockbusters. She had that movie Striptease, which was also a flop. <laughs> You ever seen Striptease? No, I haven't seen Striptease. You've asked oh, me that a thousand I times. I think I have, and I smoke a drug that's legal in California. <laughs> um, and I need to tell you, Lee, we're going to watch that soon. Because um, that movie is oh, fucking boy. ridiculous. Um, a lot like this movie. This movie was ridiculous. Uh, but yes, it, it's, uh, it starts off... It's this the, the, the a Senate committee is grilling this Navy secretary about his sexism, all this blah blah blah, and they they issue a challenge to integrate it, and he's and then so he, he, he's so evil, it's so comically, so comically sexist, evil. yeah yeah it's 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 really and I'm sure that's real, like it's the '90s and like this was before they integrated and everything, but it was a thousand and, times more subtle, probably in real life, but um yeah in this one in real life yeah. And this one, they were just like, as soon as they, they're like, I can't believe we're being made to do this. They're like, we know the perfect test to give her. Navies. They, so they pick the we're hardest branch. The Navy so they pick the hardest branch in the Navy to integrate as a test case, which is the Navy SEALs. Um, which is, this movie is completely fake. A Navy, a woman, I don't oh, think yeah. is still, I don't think a woman is still past the Navy SEALs test. 
Um, it's just, this is a very... I think women just recently started, like, a woman, two women just recently passed the Rangers, which is still crazy good. But Navy SEALs is a whole other thing. This is a movie that, in a way, is a is ahead of its time, and I'll explain what that means maybe a little later on. Hopefully I don't forget. Uh, but I don't mean that in a positive way. Let's just say that. Well, that's rude. Um... But maybe I do. <laughs> it's it's weird. This movie's weird. It is. Um, it's it's like an action movie, but then it like nothing really happens. I know the the whole movie is just the training of the Navy SEALs, and like there's some stuff ha- stuff happens in that, obviously. And I think there's some really good moments and stuff. But I just like this movie because I really love Debbie Moore. I'm a huge fan of Demi Moore because I grew up with a single mother who loves Demi Moore, so I watch all the Demi Moore shit. Um, this she's movie not, was a childhood movie. It's not bad in this movie. No, I, I think it's really funny, some of the scenes, and like it's just it was a total nostalgia blast watching this movie because I haven't watched this movie in over a decade. Um, I don't Vigo. think even most people remember this movie. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen, who would just in a couple of years be... Uh, What's his name? Aragorn. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. That's really crazy. I, I completely forgot that. When I re- was rewatching, when we were watching it this time, Lee was like, oh, it's it's Aragorn. Aragorn. And I was like, what? Oh, shit, it is. Yeah. Like, And then you remember back as a kid, like, oh, yeah, of course it was. But mm-hmm. he hadn't done I mean, I think he had done it yet, but I wasn't like, I watched Lord of the Rings later. I didn't watch them when they were coming out. Right, right. I watched them on VHS. Yeah. I'm old. I know, me too, actually. Those were, like, some of the last movies that came out on VHS. But They yeah. were, like, those VHSs that had to be two VHSs. Because they were so long. Like Pearl Harbor. Or Titanic. Crazy. Or Schindler's List. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yes. Um, so, yeah, they, they make the challenge. Then we cut to Demi Moore's character, and she's just, like, an intelligence officer. And then, like, they're, like, they're doing, like... They're trying to move like a, a a submarine into like a bay secretly so they can drop some shit off or something, and like the superiors are all like, "No, we can't. We got we got to like we got to do it this way." And she's like, "Sir, I really think we should do it this way. We do this." Way. And they're like, "Well, you don't. You need to be quiet because you're a woman." <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say that, but it's like basically what he means when he says it's like you need to be very, quiet. Yeah, very comical. Um, but then they end up like kind of listening to her because she just refuses to do the order. Oh, is this or the very keeps postponing it. Yeah. She keeps postponing it. And, uh, and then it turns out she was right. Of course. Of Woo! course. And she saved a bunch of people's lives. That was the what whole was mission. really funny is how, how like she was perfect at like everything. She had to be, I, I mean, but that's where I'm going to come in where that's where I, what I mean when the movie, when I say that the movie is ahead of its time, I guess I'll say it right now. I want to say that this movie is pre-woke. Oh, very, because literally the woman who's the champion for women and whatever and trying to integrate them immediately portrays them once she's going to lose the votes. Flash for, spoiler for the ending. She immediately, like, there, there's a whole scene where Demi Moore, like, blackmails her and get blah, gets her back to the Naval Seals. That's not, that's that whole plot's not really that important, um, because this bitch it was hilarious. 
when they're picking a the woman to be the one uh, the, the that goes to be the candidate, they keep picking these women. And they're like, oh well, a ranger, metal decorated, and then like the senator looks at her and she's like, ugh. Is it, are you sure that's a woman? Oh yeah. Or like, like yeah. Well, and it just keeps just roast like three of them. Just calls them ugly and fat and just too buff and just you know whatever. But then they see Debbie Moore and he's like, she's like, oh shit, here we go. Now that's a yeah. good one. And that's what kind of makes this. And feel the only reason like she picks her. Project yeah, she bit. only picks Demi Moore because she, what she thinks Demi Moore will be, she thinks Demi Moore will fail within three days. Like, That's but what they all think, yeah. But then they think, but then they have even her own husband. But then, like the senator knows that she can twist it and still use her as like, the poster child. Like, hey, well, she made it a few days, and like this is a sign that they should at least let him be in the regular navy. And, all. and they eventually do in real life. I think the U.S. military gets fully integrated in uh, the nineties. Yes. Female, but I mean, allowing women, which I mean, it was always integrated. It was integrated for yes, that was hinted at it for a while. Like that's the like her whole. That's how they take her down. Like for a minute, like the whole controversy, you know, in the that movies have to have, they like accuse her of being a lesbian, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so nineties. But it like, really it's so nineties liberal politicalism. It's crazy. Like yes, it's nineties liberal pre woke. Yeah, because it's like... The... It feels even more pandering than, like, a movie, like, nowadays. Like, people complain about, like, the sort of, like, woke movies of today. And I really... And I hate that word, by the way, now. I think it's overused. It's overused, yeah, definitely. But you know what kind of movie I mean. Like, a really pandering, like... Where it just clicked like, all the check women marks. power! intersectional power you he's know. really trying not to be racist <laughs> I'm trying you know because it, it's not like he's like he's basically because those things are good you know like, yeah they're good they they do good jobs <laughs> you know what I mean like it's the wokeness if we're gonna put a word if we're gonna use that word is not a terrible thing and the way that it's been sort of co-opted by a bunch of, you know, shitheads who, like, every time they see a black person, is, is, is like, in the lead in anything, they get upset. Or, or a if woman. they see a white person in the lead of anything, they get upset. Yeah, both, it goes both ways. Just, like, using, just using that term just so nebulously, as I am now, um... <laughs> Big ass word, nebulousy. But this movie feels very pandering, which is why people don't like movies that are are light that are very super sort of pushing a message, as you like to say. Message. Yes, because they feel pandering. Yes, yes. And this movie feels very That's why like all those parts I just don't really care about. I like the like the part of her like bonding and becoming a navy seal and shit. Cuz I stuff is Debbie Moore decent. gets pretty yeah. jacked for a like a um a pretty woman. <laughs> in she this went movie. through some shit. And like, like her and the scene where she gets tortured and Aragorn gets goes too far. Beats He's the like shit out of her. and the other guy is like that won't happen again. Like the other Navy SEAL guy who's like the other trainer. Yeah, they were all, yeah. 
all the other trainers were like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, and another trainer, afterwards, another trainer was like, that can't happen again. she's just like, suck my dick. Yeah, yeah. There's so many quotes. I can't wait to go to the quote section of this podcast. The dialogue in this movie. Because it's ridiculous. It's like, I don't know... If, like, they hired someone to write it and they, like, underpaid him, so he was like, fuck him, I'm going to give him a weird script. Like... And they were forced you. Or he thought the message was stupid, so, like, he threw in just ridiculous dialogue at certain points to take away uh, from the, like, the pandering and, like, the message you're trying to shove down your I throat. Know. I feel like it was written by the the... It was written in the style of, like, Starship Troopers, but they didn't know that, like, it was supposed to be a satire. They didn't know that Starship Troopers was a satire. Yeah, yeah, a comedy. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. By the way, read that book? Absolutely garbage. It's fascist propaganda. And it's nothing like the movie. The movie's awesome. The movie's dope. The movie yeah. more, leans more into, like, making fun of referencing. it. But yeah. But the book... The more you know. Yeah. Read more books. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. He was forced up to you. For now, I mean, I definitely have more to say. I don't want to say everything yet. <laughs> He's withholding it on us, guys, and ladies. Well, because you know you have a special segment where. You we know. question a certain fellow of this podcast. I uh, wonder who I, we could do. Yeah. What was his name? I don't know. Larry? Re? Ron? Gary? Larry? Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, I think. Harry? I'm pretty sure it was Jerry. Mary? Um, Why not? Come on, Jerry. Um, <laughs> uh, Parks and Rec. Um, uh-huh, yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know really what to say about this movie, like... A lot of this movie's already kind of escaped my brain. I uh, Lee for loves to say that. Uh, d- d- it's I hilarious. haven't said that in a while. You say it every week. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know. literally say it every single week. You said no, it last uh-huh. podcast. You, li- you say it every week. Every last single podcast. Literally, it's gonna be... Uh, uh, if we ever made a shirt, it would be... <laughs> this movie's this already movie. escaped my, my brain. Mind. It's literally every movie I show Lee, it, he just cannot remember. It's literally been like a week, and he just he acts like we watched it four months ago. It's been like a week and a half. Oh weeks. yeah, that you you completely then you need to go to the doctors. I might have because dementia. you have early on dementia. If you can't remember anything from a movie that you watched literally a week ago, even if I don't like a movie. I'll remember it. Like, th- this motherfucker is a real motherfucker, ain't he? <laughs> and I think he just likes to I say it because in reality, thing. he remembers the movie. He's just being a piece of shit. He just wants to say that because he's just like, I hate this movie. And I'm I didn't say hate that. it. <laughs> he definitely did. I didn't hate it. He definitely did. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'm going to fight on this. I didn't like it. But I didn't uh, hate well, it. That's oh, he's a real Mike Tyson, ain't he? Um, <laughs> wow! If only Mike Tyson heard you say that. Why well, wouldn't? I'm not fucking. Re- never tatted. You're retarded for saying you're tatted. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, then you just fucked yourself. <laughs> um, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, 
This is, we've been stumped a lot by these m- movies recently for some reason. Because it's just, I mean, what's there to say? Like, the, it's a good, I like the movie. I think it's a good movie. It's like, I wish there was a little more action in it and stuff. But, eh. I mean, I guess it's a, it's not really supposed to be like an action movie. And they do have some in the end. They go have to go on a mission and stuff. It's. Oh, there's like a top. It feels sort of like Top Gun a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that a little bit. It's so '90s. That's all. That's it feels I yes. Realize. It's very dated. It's so '90s. It feels so '90s. '90s. Like the dialogue. Just the dialogue itself it, it alone. Yeah, the dialogue alone. Is and of very, course, very the 90s. character that she bonds with like immediately is the black guy. He's like. Hey guys, we gotta get rid. Of it. And it's just like, he's like they gotta well, lump know, the minorities together. People, uh, you know, race. I was, you know, experienced racism all my life. Like, I know what you're going through. And it's just like, yep, we gotta have so that. You know what you're going. You know what she's going through. Like times, like four, five, six, seven times. Because women were never. <laughs> she's enslaved. a white woman. Yeah, yeah, and a pretty one. And it's just pretty so white this movie woman. is so. I this is my movie. I loved it. I think I was very entertained the whole time. I was laughing. I was engaged. But I can point out the things. This, this is, yeah mm-hmm. movie was ridiculous. It was just the dialogue was crazy. <laughs> the story was crazy. It was cool watching them do Navy SEAL training and shit. Um, I did enjoy that. Um, Ego Mortensen is always good. He's always yes. a good actor. Yes, yes, he was going he for commits. it. He was going for it. He was definitely going for Broke it. Broke his foot playing Aragorn in yep. uh, the, I think it was the Two Towers, that it's, scene where... Where he uh, thinks like Pippin and uh, the other guys did. Mary, yeah. And he's he just like, that, He kicks that helmet. And that scream was real. Yeah, he literally broke every fucking toe on his foot. Yeah, every bone in his foot, basically, just shattered. Awesome. And when he's like, Aah! It's not a scream of like... Sadness. It's a scream of pain, but it looked. But he used it, and it looked almost like a scream of sadness. So Peter it was Jackson, so perfect. It was just perfect. Peter Jackson was like, "All right, perfect." And he was like, "I can't walk." <laughs> that must that must have been crazy after when they call cut. But yeah, it's Viggo Mortensen. He's he's a great actor. Always has been. Always will be. Always will be. Yeah. When they hologram him. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, let's just jump into some trivia because that's going to re- boot up some of our talking on this movie. This movie probably has some decent trivia. Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, in her memoir, Inside Out, Debbie Moore called this film her proudest professional achievement. I could see that. I could see that because like, as an actress, she went all out. I mean, she shaved her head. She got super buff. Um, mm-hmm. and then for it to fail, she swap. went through. I mean, not real SEAL training, but she went through like a type of boot camp. So yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She put in the work. She definitely did. She definitely did. Her she and uh, I think Vigo Mortensen, but that doesn't surprise. Of course, because he was an action star already. Um, the Navy SEALs uh, opened up to training Method in action. March two two thousand sixteen. So actually, not that long ago. But then it, but it's open. Okay. That's interesting. 
I know the director of the film, Ridley Scott. (laughs) Prior to filming, Debbie Moore attempted to contact President Bill Clinton to request assistance from the U.S. Department of Defense in producing the film. She was unsuccessful. (laughs) Like, the U.S. government's like, we ain't got time for that bullshit. Like... This is, I think, around the time he was dealing with his scandal. It's so hilarious. The Monica Lewinsky thing. Uh Uh-huh. In the bar, there are two girls named Thelma and Louise, a reference to Thelma and Louise, 1991, also directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. You ever seen Thelma and Louise? I've seen parts of it, obviously. I know how it ends. Where they live? (laughs) Now they die. Um, but Ridley Scott, uh, if you, if you're not familiar, uh, he's directed some of the most famous movies of all time. It's kind of crazy that he directed this. He directed this, and he's on, he's directed so much weird stuff. Um, he's directed this, uh, he directed the original Alien from 1979, mm-hmm. directed Blade Runner. Go listen to that episode. Well, we list we talked about aliens. Oh yeah, well, not aliens, go watch because you've seen Alien. You said yeah. Well, maybe we'll do an episode on it one day. But yes, he directed Blade Runner. He directed Gladiator. Jesus, directed yeah, he's got a very large Thelma and Louise, which is so random. Like, yeah, and then this GI Jane and Thelma Louise, The Martian. Like, well, see, see that. But that goes more along his like what you think would be. He just has a very like diverse, interesting career, and I feel like this was gonna be a movie that was gonna be that could have been directed by his brother, Tony Scott, who directed movies like Top Gun. Uh, I saw something that was referenced early on a movie called Crimson Tide, uh, which is like a kind of navy submarine movie uh and what else man on oh, fire oh this is sad even though it's demi moore's proudest moment the f- it's ridley scott's first movie he directed that was nominated for a razzie award it was also his first one to win a razzie for worst actress demi, demi moore. moore oh that's it's so... kind of mean Cause the, well, the Razzies... I've been in the 90s, yeah, they just tore it apart, like, comedians and, like... The Razzies are always just kind of, like, it's a joke. Just to be as mean Let's as possible. be mean and, you know, they don't actually... The Shining got nominated for Razzies when that movie came out. The first Razzie Awards, I guess, I don't know. All the, way in back, all the way back in 1980. I can't believe they even still do them. But um, yeah, O'Neill is rather awkwardly writing the essay as ordered by Master, by Master Chief. That is because O'Neill is right-handed, while the woman playing her, Debbie Moore, is left-handed. left-handed. Why not just make her left-handed? That's fucking weird. Dumb. Because people can't relate to left-handed people. They oh, can't. wait. I'm they, left-handed. Left-handed people are weird, and I do think they should be eliminated, but it's okay. Okay. All right. 
Um, the film was a box office bomb domestically, grossing $48 million on its $50 million budget. However, the film managed to break even with the worldwide box office gross, totaling $97 million. There you go. Surprisingly, the okay. film was yeah. very successful on home video, grossing over $22 million in VHS and DVD sales. There you go. That's the, the film's Blu-rays also saw a spike in sales following Chris Rock mentioning the film at the 94th Academy Awards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Chris Rock made the joke about... Uh, oh, yeah. That was, and that was I what forgot caused that. the slap. Remember yeah, the you slap? You look like G.I. Jane, you dumb bitch. Getting ready for... Hey, I can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2. And then Will Smith just came up. Keep my wife's mouth out your motherfucker. And then now his career's over. Uh, well, it's not <laughs> over, but he's trying to come back. Good luck. His reputation is tarnished a little bit because of it. I know, definitely. Just, just like, especially, it's like, oh my god, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But yeah. Uh, this movie, that was actually one of the trivia points. I mean, I always actually was under the impression that this movie was a success. I don't know why you thought that. I remember it being, you know, kind of leaving a, an impression being referenced and stuff. You know, the Chris Rock making the joke about it. But I guess, yeah. You know. At the time, I guess people were probably just like, yeah, this looks like crap. And I think people were kind of getting a little sick of Demi Moore. Because she was... Being kind of... She like was like, one, like, every once in a while, Hollywood would just shove an actor or actress down her throats and be like, you guys like her. You like him. You'll, then, like, you'll see everything that she, they're in. And then we all go like, nah. Nah, we're good. Or sometimes, I mean, occasionally it works, but that's where they do it, but. It doesn't, I mean, the movie star as an idea is pretty much dead at this point. They can't really do it now. All right, let's get into quotes. My The oh, part that I've been looking forward to. This is what I've been wanting to do. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do a bunch of them. Pain is your friend, your ally. It will tell you when you're you are seriously injured. It will keep you awake and angry. Remind you to finish the job and get the hell home. But you know what the best thing about pain? Oh Don't know. Lieutenant Jordan O'Neill. Don't, Don't know. know. It lets you know you're not dead yet. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful dialogue. Master Chief John Ergel Ergyle. I never saw the wild thing sorry for itself. A bird will fall frozen dead from a bough without ever fe- ever having felt sorry for itself. Is this the guy that... No, it's Viggo Mortensen, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking... I was thinking of the oh, yeah, this is, the fa- this is one of the least... Fa- this is probably the least favorite quote. O'Neill, after being brutally beaten during a, cap- a capture exercise. Master Chief... John Ergyle, Lieutenant, seek life elsewhere. Suck mad dick. Oh, yeah. Captive members of our team start shouting and chanting, who robbed or being silent to the Master Chief. It's fucking just, yeah. Oh, that's a good one right there. Beautiful. It's beautiful filmmaking. Oh, yeah. This is the, 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 the scene where the black guy's like, we are one and the same. I had a grant. McCool. <laughs> I, had a, I love his name, McCool. I had a grand. <laughs> He's a cool guy, and he—I like the actor. 
Yeah, Morris Chestnut, I believe. There you go. I had a grandfather who wanted to be a Navy man. He wanted to fire them big guns off them big-ass battleships. Navy said to him, No, you can only do one thing on a battleship, son. That's cook. And I'm not talking about 100 years ago. I'm talking United States Navy, middle of the World War II. You know the reason they gave him? The reason why they told my grandfather he couldn't fight for his country? Because Negroes can't see at night. Bad night vision. Flee. Damn, man. That's unbelievable. Thank God times have changed. But cool. Have they? Have they? So you see O'Neill. I know where you're coming from because to them you're, you're just a new N-word on the block. That's all. Maybe you just moved in a little too early. O'Neill. Thanks, Thanks man. man. She's so I fucking corny. She's the whole almost, movie is corny. God, white women were just on a roll in the 90s of just being like, they were, we got to smell our it own was queefs. The, the age of the Karen, baby. Just, yeah, now they're all old and they fucking, everyone hates them. They were hot in the 90s, so people had to listen to them, and now we don't have now to. Now they're all them. shriveled up and hateful, and we all hate them, too. Um... <laughs> this is uh, Sergeant Cortez. It's the, it, during the whole movie she has an antagonist, antagonist on top of the um, the trainer who hates her. Uh, this guy named Sergeant Cortez. He's just a douchebag. Oh, He's an yeah, asshole. He's always yeah. fucking with her. He's always like assaulting her, basically. Um, and then like assaulting her. and like they harassing get, her, yeah. harassing her. Yeah. And like, they just, they, they, she eventually beats him up and all these things. And like, she, he, she somehow slowly wins him over just through her hard work. And this line, it's so cliche. This line is very <laughs> corny for the movie. Sergeant Cortez. Hey, O'Neill, I'd go to war with you, you any day. day. Yeah, I think it was like after she got tortured. It was like, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was when everybody, was, all the men were like, hey, you you can't do that to a lady. And, and then he was like, watch this. And he just kept beating the <laughs> shit beat the fuck out of her. It was a pretty intense scene. It's a pretty good scene. It was. But like, it's just like, he goes way over. And the other guys was like, you gotta like, stop, man. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the one there was Jesus. there was Jesus one of, is in this movie. There's one trainer who was having a real hard time with like him beating the shit out of her. We didn't do anything. No, but he said like, "Oh, if you do it again, he's like, that's not gonna happen again." <laughs> what do you mean there was Jesus in this movie? Uh, the one of the cadets. You mean Jesus? You racist piece? No, of shit? no. I mean, th- like. The guy who plays Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Oh, I don't know that. Is in this. No one knows that. No Jim one knows Caviezel. who that guy is, even. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. He's forgotten as soon as you said it. <laughs> yeah. He's not. Yeah, and the whole movie, God, this whole movie, everyone is so sexist to her. Up until right to so the end. So ridiculous. Like, the whole time they're yelling at her, like, Oh, Neil, you can't even, guys, live the water, you got no tits. And they're just like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's ridiculous. This is hilarious. Oh, here we go, here we go. This is the best one, this is the best one. O'Neill commenting on the special standard for her training. I mean, really, sir, why don't you, why don't you just issue me a pink petticoat to wear around the base? C.O. Salem. Did you just have a brain fart, Lieutenant? Oh no, O'Neill, begging, begging your par- beg your pardon, sir. Salem, 
Did you just waltz in here and bark at your commander officer? Because if you did, I would call that a bona fide braid fight. And I resent it when people people fight inside my my office. O'Deal, I think you've resented me from the start, sir. Sailor, what I resent, Lieutenant, is some politician using my base as a test tube for her grand social experiment. What I resent is the sense is the sensitivity training that is now mandatory for all of my men. The OBGYN I now have to keep on staff just to keep track of your personal pap smears. But most of all what I resent is your perfume, however subtle, interfering with the scent of my fine three hundred dollar and seventy nine cent cigar which I will put on, put out this instant if the phallic nature of it happens to offend your goddamn fragile sensibilities, does it? O'Neill, no, sir. Salem, no, sir, what? O'Neill, the shape doesn't bother me, sir. Bother me, just the goddamn sweet stench. Mm-mm-mm. Like, she still got to give it back. Like, mm. and, then, Empowered and then he gives her the look like, all right, you with that word a little bit. Like, uh, begrudgingly, like, respect. But like I didn't do it justice. The the actor who delivers it, it just does. Scott Wilson. Look, watch the movie, and when this scene starts, just pee your pants because we, the right when he first his, says like, yeah, "Did you so have a brain top. fat?" Like the way he says "fat," like you can say "brain fart." People brain say "brain fart. fart" without it being like too like without it being funny. But the way he said it, he's like "brain fat." Like he was, he like really emphasized the fat. <laughs> like, we've uh, we've seen. We're this. also super immature. <laughs> it's just a funny, ridiculous line. The to say fat dialogue is so dumb. And and the part where like I I resent it when people fight inside, inside my, my office. office. It's so, <laughs> so bad. It's so hilarious. But uh, we've seen the this actor in one of the movies that we've watched on this show before. A movie that I chose. It was a, a movie that Sterling absolutely just loved. Mm-hmm. And it was The Exorcist 3. <laughs> I think everyone in society except for you agrees that movie's garbage. Sure, fine. Come on. No one likes Ex- Exorcist 3 and you know it. It's got a rating of like 3. No, it doesn't. But uh, Not fire garbage. He played the hospital, the head of the mental hospital. The one who kills himself. Yeah, good. Yeah. And he was also in The Walking Dead. The actor uh, passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson was his name. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, and then like Just trying the, to fill time after her, uh, she gets beaten. When she gets captured, gets the shit beat out of her. Uh, she's out in public the next day, and like some woman just walks up to her and is like, "Ain't really none of my business." But I would say leave the bastard. Oh, yeah, I remember Which that. is funny. It's ironic because she doesn't want to leave uh, uh, the Navy SEALs. Ergyle, when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. I love that line. That's such a cool, fucking badass just asshole no, thing to say it. to someone. When I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. <laughs> like, it's like, you don't even get it, your opinion, bitch. I'm just gonna I don't want to hear nothing right now, cut. but then when you finally do get an opinion, I'm gonna fucking give it to you. Why did you? Because this guy's is this guy is crazy. You guys don't even understand. If this was filmed, you would have seen the We're egregious both attack. Very immature. Okay. We laugh at fat. <laughs> yeah, that was the funny part. <laughs> 
Bondell. Lieutenant, why are you doing this? O'Neill, do you ask the men the same question? Bondell, as a matter of fact, yes, I do ask them. O'Neill, and what do they say? Bondell, because I get to blow shit up. O'Neill, well, there you go. <laughs> Even though she was an intelligence officer. Whatever. So elegant. She's just trying to, I'm Bond, and she's like, I'm going to be one of the guys. Because, yeah, when she first signs, like gets it there, they like give her her own, like, quote. They give her her own uh, bunk, like her own room, basically. They like give her like a step stool so she can like make it over like uh, the obstacles easier. It's they like basically like neuter the Native Seal scene. That's what leads up to that whole brain fart scene. She's upset that this keeps happening. Um, Yeah, because she's like, even if I pass, people are gonna say, "Well, she passed," but. They Did she it, really? Because they, they made it easy on her. They took it easy on her. A little too easy on her. <laughs> Here it is. The, oh, this is person. a good scene. Don't you even think of playing politics with me, little darling. You'll be up way past your bedtime, O'Neill. And don't you think that I'll sit idly by, by while anyone smears my good name. Now you get those charges voided, Senator, and you do it today. Senator, or what? You like pissed off? Watch this. Oh, <laughs> this movie's yeah. so white lady, man. It's just very, oh very my god. Funny. I love. I can imagine Julia Roberts being in this role, honestly. I'm sure Julia Roberts is too skinny. She would have never buffed up for it, like in her frame. But like I, mean, I can imagine them, um, like. I don't imagine in the, Ju- maybe Julia, in the beginning stages. Of, I could imagine Julia Moore or not Julia Moore, Julia Roberts being the senator, but no, she could. She's a senator. I, I could never that. see her being. She was never athletic. Debbie Moore still looks like she has I can an imagine body. at least them thinking about it in the beginning and then maybe being like, nah, yeah, yeah, because it's just she would one never want to do it. Like, because she'd have to put on, like, 10, 15 pounds she of muscle. She too delicate. And it just wouldn't, yeah, she just, she never did that. Like, she never tried to do, like, an action movie. Like, if she did, she was, like, a CGI witch head or something. I don't know. Oh, God, this movie just had, this movie, it's been a while since we watched a movie that had some really good quotes. I can say this one had some good ones. Now, there's another quote that wasn't on there, which is disappointing, but it's my favorite quote. I was going to say. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Which one you're thinking. I didn't forget it. Uh, In the beginning, so she's going out with uh, one of her fellow um, analysts uh, in the military. It's her husband in the movie, right? I know. I think there's a boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, they were married. Well, that's why they're like so easy to like. He's so easy to leave. Like in the beginning, like he's uh, when he yeah. figures out about yeah. when she's there. So they're like he's she's telling him while they're taking a bath, um, and in the scene, and like he then like he's kind of like kind of like I don't know if I like it. And so she gets mad at him, and then he gets he like gets up. He gets mad. He's like, well, I'm not even allowed to have an opinion. It seems like you already made a decision. And she was like, yeah, and then as soon yeah. as he jumps out of the the bed, bathtub, she's like, "Get your dick back in Get here! Get your dick back in this!" This is like, oh my god, I forgot that one. I the braid fart one is a famous YouTube clip, but the whole fucking just get your dick back in here. How was that? Not on one hundred greatest quotes or some shit. <laughs> or one of the worst lines. 
Oh, Get your right. dick yeah. back in here. Right up there with... That's like uh, perfect. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically, He is bro. looking at you, kid. <laughs> Bro, those pale in comparison to fucking get your yes, dick back in here. They do. They absolutely do. Because that dick be getting back in there. Except for everybody got AIDS and shit from Showgirls. Lee really took it that there. Really I'm sorry, is. ladies and gentlemen. Lee's been really anti trans this podcast racist and I'm going to have a talk with him when the episode's over. Don't worry. Next episode will be cleaned up a little bit. But we'll get this handled. For anyone who is hurt and triggered from these, please leave down in the comments, Lee Paddock, you're a transphobe. Sterling just took what I said and just like completely ran I went woke. so he could slander me. I, I've, I'm just, hey, I'm a woke person. Well, you know, that fits the theme of the film. So, so I gotta make know. this podcast woke. It makes sense. I gotta make the... Very, very progressive, very... When I watch an offensive movie, I'll be uh, more offensive. Very diverse podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just throwing mm-hmm. out all the buzzwords. A very diverse podcast by two white guys. Um, two very privileged white guys. Very. Well, one of them's very privileged and one of them's kind of privileged. Um, Privilege compared to, you know, let's just move on. (laughs) Um, All right. I think it is a perfect time for questions. Questions? Questions for Lee. For who? We have some questions. For Lee? For you, sir. Sir! Lee, sir! There you go. Lee's part of the Navy SEALs now. Uh, first question, Lee, do you think you can make it through Navy SEAL training? <laughs> That's the stupidest question. Next. Next. Move on. <laughs> so Lee's saying yes. Um. Of course, right? Of course I can make it. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's such a stupid question. <laughs> did you actively avoid G.I. Jane, or was it just one of those movies where you were just like, it's not even in your radar? I mean, I've heard of it. Your mom wasn't a Demi Moore fan? Maybe she was, but, like, I don't know if this you is You saw Beauty and the Beautician, or Beast and the Beautician, like, 900 times, well, but you never saw that like, was, anything I mean, else your mom watched? Is that all she watched? I mean, she watched that. She watched a lot of other dumb, like, she watched, like, more, like, kind of romantic comedy-type movies. This wasn't really... What is... Okay. Is the first time you heard about G.I. Jane or, like, even heard about... Was it that YouTube video? The hundred, like, cheesiest quotes? No. Uh, It was the... I love the 90s VH1 special. Oh. Which is why I thought that this movie was... You know, not a flop. Well, like it's... We read in the trivia, it, it, it was and it wasn't. I guess. Because yeah. you think, like, okay, it sold $22 million worth of DVDs and VHSs. Well, then that's not just 22 million people watching it. That's, like, 22, like, maybe, like, 11 million families of, like, four to six people watching it. That's a ton of people. And then you lend your DVDs and Blu-rays out. Or, and also, a lot of those DVDs were probably bought by, a, like, a video, like, Blockbuster and, like, 
uh, rental shops who then rent it out. So then even more people see it. It was probably really popular in the rental stores. That's how a lot of movies make their their made their money back. Yeah, back yeah. I'm surprised this movie was even worldwide. Probably worldwide, but as in like Germany. Ridley Scott was a you know big Rid- name. Still and... weird about that. Um, big name in Europe. He's a British director. You've already kind of hinted, like said, like during the podcast. But what's your opinion of Debbie Moore? My opinion is this the only thing you've ever seen her in? No. Uh, what else has she been in? Ghost. I've seen Ghost. Okay, I was about to ask. Have you seen Ghost? It's a classic. It's. But she's not huge in that. She's just like a. She's just the supporting actress. Important. I mean, it's Patrick Swayze's lost love. He doesn't like. Yeah, he gets murdered, right? And yeah, by a mugger. But it was really a guy hired by like his business. Partner. His best friend. And then he gets taken out. <laughs> taken the demons off come the and take him out, yeah, and that, and the guy who murdered him. I always thought that was pretty cool. It was. I like Ghost. That's a classic too. I hope Whoopi they never Goldberg make it, but I'm the sure they will. Who can see him? Whoopi Goldberg is just the bottom end of racism. But, um. Interesting. But, <laughs> uh. Yeah, and then. Let's see, what else? She was in that Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah, she was the villain. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with her. Okay, okay, okay. I don't. Okay. I don't dislike her. But I don't. Love. Her. Oh yeah, she's also the voice of the gypsy in Hunchback, the Disney version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's Demi Moore. She doesn't sing. When she sings, it's different. It's a, like mm. a Broadway singer. Or something. Wait, sorry. Which character does she play? Esmeralda. Oh, she does. Oh, yes, yes. She's like. The gypsy woman. Kind of offensive, but... Yeah, I guess. A white lady just playing a gypsy woman. <laughs> I don't know what Debbie Moore it's is, the though. the 90s. Um, they didn't know any better. They uh, should, Disney shouldn't have even been doing a vi- version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Anyways, well, they, it's one of the greatest movies they ever did. I'm glad they did. Jesus like Christ, it, what do you mean they should have done it? In the it's sequel, not a book for kids. Kids can handle it. Based off of a very Kids can very handle it. Book. Kids can handle it. Kids can handle it. Kids can handle it. it was, and the best, I mean, way better than the first one, it's the sequel. No. Mm-hmm. God, no. Mm-hmm. We all Absolutely know that. Absolutely not. Finally, the hunchback gets his own love. And it's a garbage piece of. Yeah, Lee hates that the, the hunchback worst is happy. Animation ever a hunchback, he's so upset that the hunchback it's gets love. It's horribly made films the animation is garbage this guy's an offensive it's ugly don't talk ugly looking movie Lee's looking in the mirror right now and saying all these things and it's pretty offensive well, yes I'm looking yeah I can see my own reflection and I'm ugly, I got him but... I defended you hunchback I like Quasimodo I like that first movie you are default <laughs> that's I am default I am default um, Suffer out there. <laughs> Lee loves this movie. It's um, a good film. Well, Lee, 
I want to ask you. Yeah. Final question. Give us your final thought. What are your final thoughts on this movie? That's a good way of phrasing it instead of being like, what's your rating? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's never just my rating, is it? Never. Final thoughts. So, I guess we'll give the rating after I've given my my thummery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I don't really have a whole lot to say myself. Um, I thought that it was interesting for how um, ahead of its time it kind of is and how it does feel like a modern movie that does sort of pander to a, you know, audience of rich 40-year-old white ladies who, you know, want to sit down with a glass of wine and be like, ooh, maybe I could join the Navy SEAL. But no. Never. I agree. Um, and, uh, I mean, I gotta, you know, you can appreciate the work that Demi Moore puts in. And Ridley Scott is a, an efficient filmmaker, an accomplished filmmaker. It's not, he's a, you know, he's a very visually driven filmmaker. Sterling's fallen asleep. Um... He's had a very long day today. But, uh, yeah, Ridley Scott is a, you know, he's a very visually driven filmmaker. You know, Alien, of course, uh, is a beautiful, you know, is a very visually, uh, arresting film. Blade Runner, Prometheus, he's also the director of that. Even a movie I don't like, Alien Covenant, is also has very good visuals, but he's also a very efficient filmmaker. Um, he can also put a movie together very quickly if he needs to. And, you know, even if it's not, like, the most visually, like, yeah, the most visually driven movie, um, he's done movies like this. There was a movie that came out a few years ago called All the Money in the World, was a, which was originally shot, completely finished, and shot with Kevin Spacey <laughs> as the lead. Of course. Uh, but this was the year that uh, the Me Too started, and his career crashed and burned, basically. And uh, they were like, quick, uh, we have this movie starring this... Uh, possible pedophile person who's sexually harassed a lot of people. Um, what do we do? Oh, well, let's just, you know, reshoot it real quickly with uh, the same the same supporting cast and a different actor, uh, Christopher Plummer, from... Where would you recognize him, Sterling? Uh... whatever and it's not the point point is he's an efficient filmmaker who could put a movie together very quickly and i feel like this is one of those movies so i can't hate it but overall though i think this movie is very dumb 
I think the script is stupid. Wake up! I didn't punch you. Uh, but I think this movie is very dumb. Uh, a lot of the dialogue is very on the nose and very corny. You know, the, uh, did you have a brain fought? Of course. But. Get your dick back in this tub. Mm-hmm. A lot of the speeches that uh, Vigo Mortensen uh, is saying, his character in general is very over the top. The portrayal of sexism is very just completely just on the nose, blunt and dumb. And uh, every male character until the very end is just kind of an asshole and irredeemable uh, until she gets her ass, until Demi Moore gets her ass beaten, and then they're finally just like, wait, you, she, you can't do that to a lady. I guess I like her now. She took it, and then she said, suck my dick. And then they were all like, yay! It was pretty funny. Uh, so overall... My final rating is probably going to be like a 5 out of 10. Sounds about right, the way you're describing it. Yep. Makes sense to me with you. That's it. Well, for me, hmm, I'm going to have to go with a 7 out of 10. Because I like the movie, but it definitely has its flaws. Um, I don't mind the blatant, like, uh, version of, uh, 90s wokeness and stuff. I just think it's funny and it just leads to the whole, like, oh, this movie's so dated. Um, and yeah. I don't hate it when a movie's dated, but... yet it's dated, also but... kind of ahead of its time, which is sort of interesting. Yeah, it's very 90s, which is, oh, 90s was like, is it the future yet? No, I don't think so. It was, it was so weird. They, like, had computers, but they were garbage. There was the internet, but it was, like, garbage. There was political correctness, but then they didn't quite follow through on it. (laughs) And it was more for just, like, the big words. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's, like, all the words. Like, oh, she's... Can you say anything? Can you do anything? Yeah! Can you do anything as a white man? I don't know. Um, Uh, No! Jesus Christ. Uh, But, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's... That's gonna do... What's your rating? Oh, you said seven. This motherfucker tried to call me out for none. (laughs) I'm going to throw it over to this motherfucker real quick because he's about to tell us what we're motherfucking going to be watching motherfucking next week. Go, motherfucker. Wow. Well, that's (laughs) very culturally sensitive of you. Uh, Jeez. What do you you say to that racist? You were were talking. Never mind. I was talking like We are going to be hearing that word a lot, though, in uh, the next movie that I'm going to be selecting. Ironic. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a film. Uh, Like all the things we watch. (laughs) That, uh, again, it's... it's, Was directed uh, by a director. (laughs) And uh, it came out in the 1990s, just like this one. They used cameras to shoot it on film and uh the film is called with paid actors <laughs> and they had craft services mm-hmm. bagels on um, deck 
and it's a hilarious family comedy film mm-hmm. called Menace to Society. Yep, yep, yep. A family film like Hotel Transylvania. Oh, yes. Uh, with lots of, you know, just uh, Dance family. Dance numbers and singing. And just family-friendly language. You know, no F-bombs and nothing. Yeah, no motherfuckers <laughs> anywhere. No no Sam Jackson at all saying <laughs> yet a motherfucker. Yeah. That will be nice, won't so, it, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. So that's what you can look forward to next week. Um, as always, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share the podcast. It's a great way to help us out. Um, it's a great free way to help us out. Um, we hope you look. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Uh. Don't worry, I'm going to have a talk with him.